1: I think your imagination is everything and how far you want to go with it. You just start doing it at home and have fun with it. You can't really make any mistakes. You have the opportunity to create something that is uniquely your voice. Mm
0: You guys want to hear an awesome podcast interview or what? Welcome to another episode of In the Envelope. This is your host, Jack. We are joined today by Nancy Cartwright, the voice you just heard of Nancy Cartwright. Obviously, uh, if you're sitting here wondering, how do I know that voice? Who is that voice? She sounds so familiar. That is because you likely recognize her as the voice behind Bart Simpson. I'm going to keep today brief because this was an extra long, extra delightful interview. <laughs> you will hear me. Uh, geeking out at one point during this interview with the lovely Nancy who said that I asked her a question she's never been asked, which is sort of always secretly my goal with these interviews. Congratulations to Nancy if you're listening um, on your Emmy Award nomination. This was recorded before the Emmy nominations were announced. Uh, She's been nominated for her third time for voiceover performance as Bart and other characters on The Simpsons. Everyone, please head over to Backstage.com. We have very cool new... Articles from Backstage Experts, Five Tips for Creating a Professional VoiceOver Demo, A Casting Director's Four Tips for VoiceOver Home Reads. The voiceover content on Backstage.com, if you go to our voiceover specialty page, is very much up and running to suit your lockdown needs. Whether you are brand new to voiceover or a veteran looking to continue working in one of the only areas of the industry that is still up and running, Check out Backstage.com and do listen on to this interview because um, Nancy covers the voiceover industry then and now, how it's affected by this this crisis. And I gotta say, it makes uh, getting involved in voiceover and a career in voiceover sound very exciting. And um, it's really inspiring. And I'm being cheesy, so let's get to it. Let's take a quick break and then get to Nancy Cartwright. The voiceover business is more than just acting, it's a business. Voice actors are auditioning, negotiating, engineering, branding, connecting to sessions from home and doing thousands of things every day to put them in the best position to succeed. So how do you learn about the business of the voiceover business? That part is easy. The Vocation Conference Online, eVocation. September 11th through the 13th. Join experts in the voiceover industry for classes, talks, panels, and forums on the business of the business. For more information and tickets, visit vocationconference.com. A legend in the television and voiceover industries, Nancy Cartwright is the voice behind Bart Simpson and other characters on the world's longest-running sitcom, The Simpsons. She's also lent her distinctive voice to The Animaniacs, Kim Possible, Rugrats, The Replacements, and more, turned her autobiography, My Life as a Ten-Year-Old Boy, into a one-woman play, and wrote and produced the film In Search of Fellini. For The Simpsons, she won the VoiceOver Performance Emmy Award in 1992 and is in contention again this year for the third time. Here is the iconic Nancy Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright, hi! Hello. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna warm up my voice during this interview. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs>
1: yeah. You have the most awesome name. I'm oh, just gonna thank send you back to March. That is like <laughs> it just makes me wanna ask a question, but I'm not gonna do it. I my son's name is Jack. I know really Oh
0: yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah.
1: Great, saw so, it's a solid kind of.
0: Where are you from? Well, I'm from Honolulu, Hawaii, actually. Really? Yes. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow, because uh, that name Jack to me is like it's such a Midwestern. maybe oh, sure. A Northern California, uh, uh, Pacific Northwest, even because it's yeah. like lumberjack, kind of solid, and <laughs> uh, it's just, it just it just it has it has a strength behind it. So
0: sure, and smart. But you're
1: doing that with your voice. You know, uh-huh. and you're you're giving that to um, lots of all of your listeners.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's not a pen name. Like I, I'm a writer. I'm a you know I'm an editor at Backstage, and it always people always ask, is it not your real name? But it is. It's it's my given it's an name.
1: Awesome name. Well done. <laughs> uh, mom and dad. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> well, they're definitely listening to this, so so they'll they'll thank you for thanking them. I'm sure. Um, thank you so much for joining our our In the Envelope podcast. We are, um, there's a couple, this podcast has been around for a long time, but we, are, we have this renewed focus on voiceover actors, voiceover talent, how to get into voiceover. And I'd love to, of course, grill you about that today. But um, in particular, we got to ask about what's going on. Like, I understand that you as a voiceover actor with this long running gig on The Simpsons, that you are still working. Um, how, how has your life changed? How, how's everything going?
1: Well, in terms of the Simpsons, yes, we're, we are, we're still doing it, which is amazing. And in fact, yesterday was incredibly, it was a bit challenging day. I'm used to doing voiceovers, um, not in the studio. It's, you know, the fact that it's animation and voiceover lends itself to, you don't have to be there. You don't have to talk to the other actor. You you follow. Yeah. So we can be remote. We we can be away. Mm-hmm. And Hank lives in New York. Harry doesn't live in L.A. Um, all of us travel, and they still can do us at a local studio. And it's super easy and mm-hmm. no problem. And somebody else is the engineer, and you know they set you up, and you got a headset on, and the director's back in Los Angeles, and they're giving you direction over the phone. And there's a slight. Delay, you know, but uh-huh. it doesn't matter because the setup, as long as it's being recorded and the sound is good, you're everything's fine. But doing it at home, hey, it's it's got its challenges. And I, I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining. Oh my God, I'm we are so we are so privileged. Mm. I, I really mean it. We're so privileged. I don't know who else is working in this industry besides the voiceover people, right? You know, because of the way the way things are right now with the with this totally. lockdown COVID. Disaster. So we all have our own setups at home. Um, I haven't had a studio for a long time. I used to audition. I used to have a studio at my house. Okay. But but what happened was I just kept turning down. I kept saying, No, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. At home. And it was Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it it wasn't the effort of doing it. I didn't I didn't like the content, Jack.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I started being a little bit picky about sure. what it is. We're not picky. I'm. There's a certain a certain standard. There's certain hmm. things that I want to communicate and how I want to communicate it. And I, again, I feel like I'm privileged. I really do feel mm-hmm. privileged. This was a bit ago, and I realized after doing rejections for about I don't know a year. I'm like, hmm. you know what, I. I believe that the world is telling me, or the universe, however you want to look at it, the industry is telling me, it's time for you to, maybe you should start producing. Because the mm-hmm. truth is that I, if I don't audition for a job, I, I, didn't, I didn't need to have another job. The Simpsons is like a mother load, as right. anybody wanting to do voiceovers know, knows that. We all scored in a big, big way. But, and, and so I don't need to have another job, but I love doing what I'm doing and I love working on other shows. But if I was having so, turning down so many opportunities, right. I thought if I got cast in that part, that I would be taken away a job from somebody who, like me, was just starting, uh, you know, 40 years ago. Gotcha, yeah. That makes sense, totally. you know, it's like, I want somebody to be able to, somebody who really wants to have this job, they should have the job
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: that's, I mean, it's kind of something that I, th- that it's a, a bit of my own personal moral code is that, you know, you, you, you should do what you love. And if you don't really love it, it's, it's not going to come out very great.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was like a two pronged win because I stopped doing it. I gave somebody else an opportunity mm-hmm. to do it. Well, three pronged really. And then I could go should go off and do something else. Yeah. It was it was a really good lesson. And um, so things have advanced and, and other people got work. It's, it's everybody fabulous. wins, you know?
0: Yeah, and you you did, you went into producing, and I understand you wrote an episode of The Simpsons last year. I'm so fascinated by, I obviously want to ask about your early career and kind of how you initially, you really just hustled and hustled and hustled to do as much voice work and acting as, as possible. But it kind of sounds like is that, is it safe to say it's still part of your mission? You're still pushing yourself every day.
1: Yeah, it is. It's and amazing. I think that, oh, you know what? Well, thank you. But I just feel like it's just who I am and it's all about creating. It's all about what else can I sure. do and to, um, to cultivate and nurture the muse inside of me. Cause I have found in time that I think It's definitely true for me, but I, I have an idea that it's actually true for any artist. Artists just love to create. Mm. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And they don't have something and they're being stopped by either the industry or a person in their life or a show that they're on. It's like you have to have an outlet. Yeah, You have to be able to kind of rise above that and have some sort of a way to express yourself mm. artistically. Because I think that's what we do as artists. Definitely. We communicate through whether it's doing fun voices for (laughs) the most successful animated, scripted animated show in the history of television (laughs) or for, you know, for doing a podcast or for doing Mm -hmm. sculpting or painting or dancing or, or or whatever it is, you have to have an outlet. It doesn't mean that this is nurturing the muse. It's not necessarily putting money in your pocket. Right that would be the ideal situation obviously yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: again it's like that do what you love thing is not based on monetary exchange gotcha. it's based on passion
0: mm-hmm. if, you know so if you're chasing it for the you know to pursuing art for the monetary value for purely financial reasons it's maybe the wrong approach
1: yeah good luck and there there are people actually that do succeed in that. they mm. become very very commercial mm-hmm. but and that's fine. I mean you kind of gotta admire something about that mm-hmm. for sure but just just as a generality, I just feel like you should just do what you love but i so i i'm you had mentioned a couple things, and I do a lot of stuff, and I'm digging it man whatever I can do at home it's it's challenging to do do some of the stuff that I do um at home um it's like I've ha- I've had to think out of the box a little bit and yeah. how can I make this work? Because, like you had said before, doing The Simpsons from home that's a bit of a challenge. I'm by myself and I'm a little technologically challenged. <laughs>
0: okay, okay.
1: But <laughs> it's not my not my thing setting up a home studio. Right. So they they were really helpful to me. Gotcha. To kind of like complete what I had started saying earlier, I uh, interrupt myself all the time. No, by the not, way, it's <laughs> It's
0: the best no it's great They
1: were great you know they helped me set up the, they sent over the equipment because that was the point i was trying to make i didn't have the equipment anymore uh-huh. so they got me the equipment i had to find the right room i had an idea where it should be yeah it needed to be super <laughs> quiet and jack about 10 days ago my uh i, I broke a gasket in my bathroom oh, and uh-huh. it flooded my bathroom oh, no. Yeah, and it's an old house, and it had wood a wood floor. It ruined it and leaked down into the kitchen. Oh, no. So now it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Um, how am I going to do this? I need – okay, all right, where's another place that I – so it's sort of setting up and um, m- moving my things into a whole different area. <laughs> I'm showering in the guest house now, yeah. and it's a little – I'm a little out of sorts, but I know sure. nobody – in a violin for Nancy Cartwright
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's actually funny to hear like it's so it's so cool that you get to that the Simpsons gets to keep going and that you can record from home but this one of the fascinating phenomenons from this whole crisis is this every a lot of office workers and a lot of people who had the commute to go into work every day are discovering this the challenges yeah. of working from home it's kind of funny to hear. You're doing that too, you're still doing no, it's your so job true.
1: yeah it's true even yesterday, I said, you know what it's sort of like we are we are kind of establishing a new it, it, it's a new normal for The Simpsons for sure mm. because I'm not the only one that has to travel an hour and a half to get to work when you know I leave at like eight thirty eight fifteen for a ten o'clock because the 405 is so bad yeah it's you know? not and, anymore <laughs> oh yeah, exactly before uh they when when covid first landed yeah again, an alien kind of thing which it is sure um but when, when it first started happening the rules were not quite established yet and mm-hmm. we were still going in mm-hmm. but the the production crew we all we went into the studio and they were all seated way far apart oh, okay. and i was in the middle of the room and it was they were you know keeping by the regulations and stuff but then it just you know, it, it just got a little bit stiffer, and so that's when they came up with the idea of setting us up at home. Wow. But it's it, they're wonderful. The, the 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 engineers are great, and they're very patient with me, mm-hmm. as well as others that are not so equipped with it. And same with with Chucky on the Rugrats. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's Nickelodeon, and they did this same thing yesterday. I did a a table read, which has its own um, idiosyncrasies on how you do that, and they like us to be on zoom so they can see the actors and our faces you know yeah it's awesome and um there's about 70 of us jack on zoom conferencing (laughs) wow it's amazing and wow and people kind of get an insight into what our a little little portion of our house or a studio looks like Mm -hmm. It's, it's sort of a sneak peek and i've got some animation art behind me where i do that so that's kind of fun, and but when we do the record, it's it's a whole different kind of a setup, and I had to become MacGyver's wife, Mrs. MacGyver, Mrs. because
0: MacGyver, yes,
1: <laughs> I did because my computer, the laptop that I have, it's a MacBook, and it heats up because if I'm doing Zoom, yes, and I'm doing. Um, Oh, well, GarageBand! I think is the no. It's an app that they use. It's for sound. It's called GarageBand. Uh-huh. So the sound, both of them, is sucking up too much power. So my totally. my uh, <laughs> thing starts to overheat, and then the air cooler on the yes. laptop. Oh my gosh! It's very so it's relatable.
0: Like, yes, totally crazy. Because I mean, I've had a similar thing. If I've had to set up my little podcast, quote unquote, studio in my on my couch in this in this basement that I live in right wow. now.
1: Wow! Well, the sound is, is excellent. Oh, really, good, thank no, you. Oh, no good. echo, it's like you did a good job. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, it was yes, all, all because think, of, I mean, Jamie helped me, Jamie, the producer Jamie helped me quite a bit, so.
1: <laughs> that's good, that's good. But you know, you, the, the new normal is this, this might be the way we just keep on doing it. Absolutely. Because everybody having to drive in, it will help Los Angeles. Yes. So, and I think you're right. You hit on something that people are finding that the time that they have right now, they can start doing things that they mm-hmm. have always wanted to do, you know, but they're not doing. I started to play the ukulele.
0: Oh, wonderful, cool. <laughs>
1: it's fun, it's
0: fun. Totally, no, there's all, there's all kinds of opportunities now. It is fascinating to hear about the upcoming Simpsons and, and, and Rugrats episodes. So the ones that are being recorded now, when they air, we, we as an audience, we won't be able to tell any difference, right? They'll sound exactly the same.
1: Yeah. That's the idea. Very cool. That's definitely the idea. And I, am, you know, again, because it's animation, I am assuming that the animators, they are also not assuming they, they've got to be working out of their own homes. They needed mm-hmm. to have the, the line between the animators and cause there's character designers, there's sound mm-hmm. designers, there's, there's music, there's all these guys and got to get really creative and figure out you know what's the solution for this instead of being the problem and going we're never going to be able to do this these guys have kind of pulled up their bootstraps mm-hmm. and said we're going to continue we're going to do this thing and it has been a challenge but the producers have done a fantastic mm-hmm. job working it so that we don't um so we don't lose this season
0: yeah that's great that's great so obviously the the big kind of lingering question here, especially our, you know, a lot of our listeners are users of backstage, which we've spoken backstage before and you know, you know, where we're coming from. And I think the question, the question is always, you know, how do you get into the industry? If you're in the industry, how do you advance your career? How do you work on your craft, et cetera, et cetera. But these days, I do think that a lot of people, regardless of their pre-existing relationship with voiceover are going to be turning to voiceover and are going to be much more interested in, in pursuing it. So given that context, I'd love to just ask for your, let's say someone is starting off in voiceover, how do you get into voiceover today?
1: You know, yeah, today, it's a very different world that we're living in today. Mm -hmm. And it's got its unique challenges because of uh, what's happening worldwide um, with this COVID-19. The advantage is that you are at home and you gotta, well, this is just every it's, it's unique. People have challenges. People need to make an income and I don't want to come across flip, you know, and just say, you know, you got all the time in the world. Not everybody has all the time in the world. Right. Some people, they've they've had to get super creative on how you can still pay your bills and put food on the table. But just to answer the question, taking away a little bit of that, what what would you even call it? Like it's a, um, extra challenge because of covid Mm -hmm. that people have time and with with a computer and with a good microphone and with an imagination you can create anything you don't have to buy a two thousand dollar microphone to do a to do what you're doing you could do it from your iphone for crying out loud Mm -hmm. i think voiceover people um it just has to do with their own imagination and where Mm -hmm. they want to go with it you see people giving voices to their pets to their fish, to their dogs, to their cats, you can get creative. You can make something that's inanimate. You can make it animate. Mm -hmm. You can can make a chair talk to you. You can make your bed talk to you and the couch, pull you back in and say, you know, keep watching television. (laughs) Sort of sounded like a sophisticated Bart Simpson, you know? Um, But it's like, I I think your imagination is everything and how far you want to go with it. Mm -hmm. You just start doing it um, at home and have fun with it. You can't really make any mistakes. You have the mm-hmm. opportunity to create something that is uniquely your voice. Mm-hmm. And with your friends, with your family, just start putting these little videos together. And when you do that, you start sending them out and make it a make it a regular thing because yes. create your own show. Yeah. Create your own Series, what, 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 you know, sure. something like that.
0: Something recurring because that holds you to continuing to do it kind of sticking it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, I've seen there's so many things that are going out there and people are doing these conferencing things. You could even two friends, three friends could do a whole record together. Mm-hmm. They could have a script that they all have. They cast it and they do. It's like kind of like old radio. Yeah. And they do we do a reading of, of it. You're inspiring me. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. It's an interesting kind of balance between like you're saying, like you said earlier, if you're doing it for the purpose of making money, that might be the wrong approach. But starting with something and, and getting to something regularly. And and yes, I, is the advice to also is part of the point to share it, to share it with the world, because then maybe you get feedback Maybe yeah, I mean Point you in a different direction
1: Absolutely, you know But, but for people that are just starting out yeah. I'm saying share it with your family Share it with your friends yeah. And then tell them to share it with their friends And then it will exponentially Just mm-hmm. kind of roll out And next thing you know I mean you could have a You could have You could be the guy that's All of a sudden You know that your thing has gone viral
0: Sure, totally
1: And, and you know Netflix could see that and go Wow, this is I, I love this concept <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally Who knows? a series about a talking plant could just get could get picked up eventually if you hey,
1: totally. you know what absolutely
0: <laughs> totally okay so what about working actors especially working voiceover actors um what is your advice in terms of how do you submit uh an audition tape do you have any advice on how to set up a home studio i know we, we talked about your your home studio and blowing a gasket in your bathroom. But
1: um. well, yeah, no, but setting up the studio itself, it's not actually that hard to do. You right. to use your laptop and you have, got to have a headset mm-hmm. and a good microphone. It'd be good to get a, a baffle to put in a baffle is just, you can, they're, they're fairly inexpensive and it would sit in front of you mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. your computer behind the sound and it'd be surrounding so that it captures the microphone so that it captures your voice the sound of the voice and holds it in a small area okay. so you're not going to have room noise you know you want to make sure the phones are turned off you want to make mm-hmm. sure that you can even put a uh put a sign on your front door saying please do not disturb do not ring bell sure. or put tape across it if somebody uh you get a delivery or something and somebody interrupts you you don't want any interruptions you know stuff yeah. like that to set it up and make sure um for me, some advice and just regular advice, you do you check your microphone and you want to do a sound check.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this is, um, these are for guys that are a little bit more advanced. The jewelry, don't wear jewelry, don't nice. wear-
0: <laughs> That's a great tip, yeah. These are these great sound
1: tips. like kind of like, kind of crazy, but <laughs> 50 Cent, I love this guy. He, he is like such a leader in his industry. But you can't wait. I said to him, he, he comes in with a lot of bling, and because that was his oh. whole personality, and it was part of the dealio with that guy. But you know, 50, bring it down to about a nickel, because it's like, it's making too much noise.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> it
1: all in stride. And it's like, you've you, you got to think about stuff like that. And even dangly earrings, or if you're wearing a leather jacket, that's just not going to uh, work. Because
0: yeah.
1: yeah, a microphone is, uh, uh, and Jamie will back me up on this, it's very sensitive.
0: <laughs> Totally. Pick up. Uh, <laughs> that's a great tip. Yeah, um, what do you know about voiceover reels and and kind of how do you craft a really good one?
1: Well, I think a good reel or uh, yeah, a little demo tape. Somebody listening to it, you want to make it so that they want to continue continue listening. In other mm. words, the the editing of it is really really important. So you want to have segments of little. Pieces, little bits. You don't have to do whole commercial spots. And I'm talking to, you. Can mix commercial with voiceover, or you can separate them, mm-hmm. or you can have both, and then find out do they want just a, because voiceovers it encompasses both radio and doing characters on the radio mm-hmm. and also doing characters for television. Right. Um, so you can have separate reels, but a a good ear, a professional can listen to it and. I can tell in like five to ten seconds whether or not somebody is is somebody's competitive, meaning that they would be competing with me
0: Oh competitive interesting
1: yeah and it's a good word it's yeah. a good word. you could use you could take competitive out and um, say um, professional that they mm-hmm. have and they have to have a certain standard in order to really yeah. be able to to succeed things like differentiating your character voices. You know, yeah. it's been, it, it's been a, a, a learning curve because although The Simpsons wasn't the first job that I ever had, mm-hmm. but I'd been doing it for, um, I don't know, six, six or seven years prior to that audition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd done a bunch of other stuff. My Little Pony, Glow Friends, Snorks, Pound Puppies, stuff like that. But I found with The Simpsons that um, uh, there were no audi- the only The only character I auditioned for was Bart. Right. That was it. Right. And then the other ones when I would get the script, I was cast as Bart and did the Tracy Ullman show. And then it went into the half hour. Mm-hmm. So I would get my script and all of a sudden I have a character named Ralph.
0: And that you were given.
1: Yeah. Okay. And there was no audition, Jack. It was You've like I got showed
0: gig. Up, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I showed up the next day and at the table read. And it wasn't just me. It was Dave, mm-hmm. it was Dan, it was you know, Hank and eventually Harry, all of us yeah. were given these voices. And throughout the, you know, the first season, all these citizens mm-hmm. of Springfield were being introduced to the public. Yeah. And, you know, within within a couple of seasons, I had, estab- had established myself just like the others as doing these multiple voices. Yeah. Back to that, as a voice actor, you have to be able to differentiate Um, and make a a difference between all your characters early on nelson Mm -hmm. and kearney they were a little too similar okay Uh, just my own my own ear listening to myself back then i Mm. went wow i didn't know is kearney gonna be a regular guy and it turns out he is Mm -hmm. so as time went on it just sort of i had to kind of like a uh, like a sculptor, I had to kind of get in there with my voice and chisel this out mm-hmm, and cool. carve this little and make him more specific. Yeah. So that now, after all these years, Bart Nelson, Ralph, Todd, Kearney, database, mm-hmm. Maggie, Chucky, these guys all are very very identifiable. Yeah. But it took
0: some trial and error,
1: evolution, yeah, to f- a little bit on on a couple of my guys. Just just yeah. it actually was just those two. So again, the tip to somebody doing this is just make your characters very, very specific and make solid choices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Make decisions on who they are and what it sounds like so that you don't waver.
0: Yeah, that's fabulous advice. This is honestly my favorite thing to talk about is, is like crafting characters, especially as you're saying, like the differentiating yeah. when, you your, when you only have your voice. You've said before, you study people, you study people physically. Is that true? Like you've, you've yeah. studied mannerisms, posture, do those things affect creating characters?
1: Totally. Great question. Absolutely. Cause if you could see me now, like when I'm doing, when I'm doing like Nelson Muntz, my eyebrows are way up. Whoa, you can see okay. the wrinkles in my forehead and you can feel them in my throat. <laughs> it's like for him, it's like physically I change and it's not anything, Jack, that I think about. Yeah. It's just I know that character in order to do it, I get into the space of Nelson Muntz, and I just do it and I lift up and <laughs> Wow. And there you go. And and like when I do when I do Ralph Wyndham, when I do him right now, I'm pulling my voice to the back of my throat. And I've never really, when I did that, I did not think, how can I change my voice uh, physically? Yeah. What do I have to do physically in order to, I, I don't think about it. Yeah, This is my method. I, if you could call it a method, I just do it. <laughs> I just do it. I try it out, but to get more specific on, what you had said to me, I study people. I look at people. I I forget what year it was. It was in the nineties. It was Mrs. Doubtfire. That movie was Robin Williams. Miss him, miss him a lot. Yeah. Miss his creative juices. Um, watching that movie, of course, because it was about this voiceover guy Mm -hmm. and watching him, the actress Mara Wilson Yes. was only six years old doing this thing. She was a little girl in the thing. And she had a physically her two front teeth she had a split oh, she had a, yes. her two front teeth had a split and I'm listening to her and I sat I remembered specifically at the theater sitting forward in my seat looking at the screen and going <laughs> look at that look at that she talks like this oh, she talk- oh, yes. I go home and that I remembered that so then I'm so I'm trying to come up with a certain character I don't have a split my voice is a little oh. tight today so I don't have a little split in my voice, but I can certainly make that sound. Uh-huh. Sort of sound like that. <laughs> you know, so that that's it's it's so such a little thing, but man, it makes her so specific, mm-hmm. right?
0: Totally. That's fantastic. And then of course if you're creating a character that's in a recurring series, it's about honing the character and then getting back into it so that you can do it consistently with the last time you did that voice, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, before this, with other shows that I've been on, and we when we just get started doing it, and you say, "All right, you did the audition, you got the job. Now what? You go in, and they will play you a reference tape of of the job that you did that got you the part. They will play that. And go. This is the character that that you did. This is the one that we like. They will. Because okay, absolutely, it's so not a problem. They've got that. Huh. They did because these are producers and they they they'll have it on hand to play it for you and sometimes you know when you go in you'll do gee whiz three four different mm. versions of a of a 10 year old boy yeah. except I didn't do that for the Simpsons for Simpsons it was one voice that was it that's what I wanted to do and bam Matt Braining, well that's it and they they had hired me on the spot but that's unusual. Yes. That had, yeah, that has never had that had never happened previously, and it's never happened since. Yeah, because they want you, producers, casting people. They want you to get the job. You're trying to solve. Yeah. You're the solution to their problem. Their problem is we can't cast this part. Who's going to get this part? Totally. You know, so they're listening to dozens and sometimes hundreds of tapes right. and trying to make decisions on who's going to get this part who do we want to meet i mean with covid obviously it's a whole different thing but and in some ways i'm telling you it's much easier you can just do it you send the tape in you don't have to go there Mm -hmm. you don't have to find out where the studio is you don't have to drive you don't have to put up with traffic you don't have to park you don't have to get there early you do the tape you send it in and it's it's super super simple Oh, by the way, and I didn't finish that thing because I, <laughs> I keep interrupting myself. The tape, two minutes long. You don't have to make oh, it any uh-huh. longer than that. Okay. By the way, two minutes long, you want the listener to like wonder what's happening next. So mm-hmm. it needs to be edited in a way that pulls you. It pulls your interest to see what else can this person do. Cool. And that's, again, where... I, I don't know that you're going to edit this. This is a podcast, right? So it's not going to be. Edited. I'm not editing a
0: thing. I'm not editing an I'm out sorry, thing.
1: Sorry, Jack.
0: We're keeping all of this. Oh my
1: god. People have, might have to take notes on because I'm I'm kind of all over the place.
0: <laughs> that's totally that's totally how this podcast is designed. Well, and I, I'm so glad you brought up the audition. of I know you've talked about it so much, and of course you've written a book about Bard, and it's all it's it's really fabulous, but. As you say, that was an unusual audition, auditioning for BART, but could you, what do you remember about it? I Did you, you originally went in for Lisa.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. And I had about a year prior to that audition, I had met the casting director and it was just a general, it wasn't for any specific part or show. She was just meeting with actors and I was set up to go meet her and, um, she wanted to know, it was Bonnie Pietella, and she wanted to know, uh, you know, tell me about yourself, Nancy. How long have you been in Los Angeles? Where are you from? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I told her my background. And my background was very different. It, she wasn't a, a, a casting person for animation. She was for on-camera, because she was the casting director for The Tracy Ullman Show.
0: Oh, okay, right.
1: Yeah, so I actually am trying to think. At that time, it wasn't just prior to The Tracy Ullman Show, but mm-hmm. she was... Casting director that eventually became the casting director for The Simpsons mm-hmm. on the tracy Ullman show. Mm-hmm. So she was just generally meeting with me, and I just told her that, you know, I'd studied with Dawes Butler, and right. he was the voice of Huckleberry Hound and Captain Crunch, um, Baba Louie, um, Yogi mm-hmm. Bear.
0: Yogi Bear, yeah.
1: With Draw McGraw, and did, did all these voices. And, um, she thought that was really unique and I shared voices with her and I told her what I was doing. And at that time I was working on several animated shows and a year goes by and she had remembered me and mm-hmm. she was now the casting director on the Tracy Ullman show. And they were trying to cast these little vignettes and she specifically found me and looked me up, found who I was represented by again, called my agent said, I want to meet with her. We're, I'm casting for this little animated Little vignette gotcha. on the Tracy woman. show. Yeah. And we wanted to read for Lisa. So that's how I ended up going in. But mm-hmm. it wasn't Lisa that I saw the monologue for Lisa and mm-hmm. I saw the monologue for Bart. And Bart, man, it just pulled at my heartstrings. I just loved him instantly. I said, I <laughs> want to do him.
0: That sounds like fate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't ask anybody. I just went in and made the decision. And that's I told beautiful. Matt, look, I'd like to do this. So if I had gone in and just did what I was supposed to do, I don't think that we'd be having this conversation today.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's really (laughs) great advice. Like meet, meet with a casting director and know that it might take over a year for them to get back to you and think of you for something. And then yeah, yeah, like think outside the box. If you, if you see another part, you, you know, you're a better fit for go for it.
1: That's such great. That sage advice. It's really, really good. You don't wait. Nothing is wasted any opportunity that you do and that you can have to to network to mix with people and especially now with you know that we have we have the internet we have youtube we have you can create your own magic at home and Mm -hmm. put put your own show together that that we had talked about earlier it's just like there's no stops it's like the the world is like a blank slate right now
0: yeah well and my other question because right around that time i think you've said before was it a little bit of a decision to, was there a, a split in the path of like, I could go into more on camera work or I could go into more voiceover? And you were, you were being mentored by Doz Butler, which is, which is so huge. Did that yeah. kind of tip the scales? Like, did you feel like you had to make a choice between the two?
1: Wow. In all the years that I've been interviewed, nobody has asked me that question.
0: Nancy, thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you for saying that.
1: I am serious. That is like, wow. <laughs> Good job, man. All
0: right. We could stop there. We could stop there. I got <laughs> what I wanted. This is great.
1: <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Thank this you so is much really oh yeah, man. Um, that's that's remarkable. Um but listen, so much had happened. This happened. This is a great question. Thank I'm you. kind of looking at it going, um, it happened actually in the late happened about in the late nineties. What The Simpsons was already on the air, mm-hmm. and for about maybe eight years, eight or nine years, and I had two kids at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Let well, me still do, but I was really I was doing a lot of. Um, I was know I, I was doing a lot of I was doing community work. I was um, mm. volunteering and doing things like that and mm-hmm. putting some things together for me, things that I love to do and I felt pulled and I had done a bunch of on-camera work back in the 80s. I was on Cheers and Empty Nest and Mr. Belvedere, right. Twilight Zone and mm-hmm. um, by 90 something I had also worked on the stage and done theater and I'd done several one woman shows. I'd traveled around, I had traveled around the world and done some one woman shows right. and it was just, I was being, there were a lot of, of opportunities and I looked at it for myself and I thought, you know what, I, this, is a, this is not what I originally came out here for. Mm. I found it as a voice actor, I loved, I liked my anonymity. I liked that I could like do this character and nobody knew who I was.
0: But
1: mm-hmm. this again, this was a while ago that this happened, but I liked it. And the other thing, I was solving a problem for myself because the on camera stuff to me gave me a little, I've never shared this before, by the way. This is like, <laughs> there, was, there was a little anxiety. Okay. I had a little anxiety in me about it. And Hmm. maybe, maybe all actors have that. And maybe that's just like, they, they use that as fuel, but I didn't. And I had the Simpsons and I had my kids and I thought, wow, I'm going to just do what I really, really love. So I put all of my attention on, on voiceover. Mm -hmm. And then that's when actually things started to open up for me even more Mm -hmm. in voiceover. I started then creating characters. I started producing. I did a thing for, gosh, a show that we had done back in 2000, I think it was 2001, um, called The Kellys, and it was something in relationship with Turner, Turner mm-hmm. Sports, and um, NASCAR, and oh. created, it was like, man, it was kind of, the animation was style of animation was kind of choppy but it was very early on and the problem was that people didn't have enough power in their um their computers to download it fast enough it was (laughs) kind of slow to download but we ended up doing 43 three minute um Mm. little episodes and cameron manheim was on it and Catherine bell was on it and kevin harvick one of the drivers um Jeff Gordon, these were all like hmm. voice acting, <laughs> doing voices for us. Um, and it was like, so I realized, wow, I can use this power that I am starting to feel to create for myself gotcha. uh, This in this area that I really, really love. Yes. Hmm. Now, mind you, things have changed since then. Okay. I have done other things and gone back and doing more and more on camera and liking it, but it's, it's, it's unique because mm-hmm. there are, projects that i'm working on and i will create a part for myself now that um that i want to play amazing just a little you know a little cameo and that's really fun yeah but i love i love writing and i love producing because i can cast friends Mm -hmm. and um yeah and just it's a whole different uh perspective
0: yeah
1: and it's like again it's like i touched on this earlier i think artists have Amazing abilities. They have way more, way more than just being an on-camera actor or doing ju- just writing science fiction or just mm. you know just um dan- just being a ballet dancer. Yeah, you have just like a like a voiceover artist and just any actor. If you're going to act, the difference between acting in front of a microphone, the mic is like four inches from your mouth, but if you're going to be on stage you're also acting but you've got to hit the guy that's in the back row mm-hmm. so it's a minor adjustment but the basics of the, the the mechanics and the uh the mechanisms that you use the decisions that you make mm-hmm. all acting yeah you still have to have a real character you have to have you know a relationship with the other characters around you you might s- sound different and i i certainly don't have nine spikes on the top of my head it's just <laughs> my voice yes <laughs> totally but still he's got to be a complete character yes you know
0: yeah yeah it's like why any artist why limit yourself if you if you're in one lane and you want to switch lanes or be able to drive in multiple lanes like you're saying go yeah. for it.
1: yeah and and honestly there it's it's artists are the guys who We're the ones that really make the difference on the planet. You can read and spend the time, if you want, on Facebook and reading people's opinions and uh, even world leaders' opinions about things that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. But from my viewpoint, it's the artist that is the one that's making the change on the planet. Look what we're doing right now. It doesn't take much. Just really just go to Facebook, but to pull up any videos. So many artists are doing um, like what you're doing. We're doing podcasts. We're doing live feeds. We're doing creating things. There's people showing pictures of art and photography and little bitty videos of stuff. I mean, that is lifting up the spirit Mm. of... Of our culture right now that we so desperately need. So even as a voiceover artist, if you've never done it before and you've wanted to do it, put something out there that somebody can look at that will make them smile.
0: Yes. Seriously. Yes, absolutely. I really, I really agree with that. That it's the artists that change the way we think, uh, for you know, for better or worse. Right. They're the artists that are kind of the the record keepers of of, the, of our times.
1: That's right, and, and, and trendsetters. They establish, mm-hmm. that they raise the bar so people you can inspire, you can change somebody's viewpoint through art. Yes. Somebody can look at some form of art. And, and by the way, this is the same in voiceover because it's the decisions that you make. And it, for people starting out, they don't have the luxury somebody that like myself in the position that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. but to be able to choose what, what it is that you're communicating. It's the message that you're choosing. And at some point in time, that's, that that's what I hope that your listeners will, will get themselves in that position so that they can be a leader and help, you know, but sure. That's what we do. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Gosh, this is great, Nancy. Thank you so much. This is such great great advice for our times and just for just evergreen advice, just for any time. I think.
1: Thanks. This is a thrill. You had mentioned something about, you know, I had done a book. um, I had done a book, but like right now using that same system that Fox put it or Disney, I guess it's Disney plus plus to pay for it. (laughs) Yes. The the home studio. um, I am Um, uh, upgrading this book. It's going to be an, uh, a revised version. And I've been, it's taking forever to like rewrite this thing and bring, cause it came out years ago. Like, <laughs> so it's like 20 years to bring this thing up to speed. <laughs> okay. This instance has advanced so much and yeah. it's great fun and no director. I'll be doing it myself in my home studio. So again, wow. you guys can do that. You can set it up create your own stories. You can tell children's stories Mm -hmm. and and practice like that and watch people on the street, come up with characters. Another tip is that you can um, imitate, imitate famous people. And my feeling is the worse that you do it, the better, because that's a whole new character Ah. that is like inspired by, you know, Inspired, inspired by you. Don't want to sound like exactly like Tom Hanks. You don't want to sound exactly like um, Jack Smart. You don't want to sound just exactly like Jack Smart. But do a Jack Smart imitation.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's actually so exciting. If you do like a really bad version or like the opposite version, there you've created a character.
1: Yep, exactly. Wow, okay,
0: that's excellent <laughs> advice. Thank you. I did have to ask one thing. It's maybe a bit random, but um, I had to ask. How do you take care of your instrument? Do you have a specific diet? Do you drink specific things maybe before a recording session?
1: It's another awesome question. Um, for years and years, I didn't do I didn't do anything. Um, I can oh. do I can do things like this. This stuff to me is just it's just kind of fun, and I do think it would warm up your voice. I hadn't done it, but I just started playing around, and I I'm singing a little bit more and mm. warming up my voice by singing mm-hmm. like quietly to myself so the neighbors are not disturbed but um tongue twisters "Unique new york unique new york you, need new, york, you need new york and you know say it fast <laughs> what did you do today? today a minute or two to do a thing that's distinctly hard to say but harder still to do if you it to do a quarter to do with the to do and the dragons will come when they sound the drum and a minute or two to do today a minute or two to do so you can learn <laughs> that and say that uh-huh. that'll warm up your pipes as far as beverages uh usually i drink like a um, the beverage of, of the week is like cranberry juice mm. with a little with a, when and water, um, that's really more of a health thing. It's not really about my throat. That's really more about my, my digestive system,
0: <laughs> but it's all connected. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kind of all connected. Warm, warm is much better than cold. Okay. Um, because it's, you're talking about your vocal cords, your pharynx, your larynx and warm water, um, won't mm-hmm. shock you just, you know, slightly warm not hot
0: not hot okay um
1: yeah i avoid milk chocolate uh dark chocolate is the is the sweet of choice because milk tends to um Mm. for me anyway a little lactose intolerant tends to stuff me up a little bit gotcha and yeah so that would help what else? I have uh, I have a I have a little voiceover first aid kid. I don't have it in front of me right now, but oh. if I get a sore throat, it's 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 actually better to actually not talk at all okay. rather than whisper, because whispering tightens those muscles. Yes. and it's more of a strain or it's better to just try to talk normal okay. when you have a sore throat or a uh, or laryngitis. It's better to keep your keep it open. Cause when you do that, it's actually, it's strange. It's strange your voice a little bit more Mm. than just actually talking normal. It sounds worse, but it's actually better.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great advice. I actually was going to, I was wondering about what happens when Bart Simpson loses his voice. Like you got to take, you must've happened.
1: Yes. It's happened a few times. Um, You know, they're very understanding. And again, there's a lot more leeway and why so many actors want to do voiceovers. Yeah. There's so much more leeway with just being a voice. You don't have to memorize. You don't have to memorize the lines. You don't have to hit your mark. You don't have to do makeup. Mm. Um, you know, you you show up early. Uh, you do your job. You find out if if you delivered. Is there anything else that you guys would like? Uh, on a show like The Simpsons, it's a pretty well oiled machine. So, but mm-hmm. I still like to find out. And if I'm not delivering what they want. Mm. Personally, I don't have a problem if you give me a line reading. If I've already given you four or five different takes and I'm not quite understanding what you're wanting, gotcha. give me a line read. Because sometimes it's tough to communicate exactly that emotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, f- from the director's viewpoint. Sometimes yeah. it's a little challenging. So it's good to leave the ego outside the door we as artists, we, we can create so much. Meryl Streep, when Meryl Streep was on the show, my God, she did like 10 different takes and they were all different. <laughs> she wow, was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and that's 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 another thing about versatility. Just keep doing it different. Mm. You're gonna walk into something. I know I'm taking us off track here. Go ahead.
0: No, that was literally my next question. I mean, thank you so much for bringing up Meryl Streep because she has to be mentioned in every episode of this podcast. <laughs> 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 but I was actually going to ask too, like, uh, how much, I, I know it depends on the gig, but is it okay for voiceover actors to tweak lines? If they, if they think something doesn't sound right, are you allowed to have a conversation with the director or the writer about changing, changing words around?
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's just, I think that is something that is developed with that, that relationship. Okay. Um, at the beginning, uh, you can sometimes, hey, you can't have, you, like at a table read, if, if you're inspired by something, you know, and you, something you just spit out as an ad lib, next thing you know, oh, it's written in the script because it got a huge laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody would want to stop, nobody that's smart and creative would want mm-hmm. to stop an artist from contributing. Gotcha. You know, it's a very, voiceovers is a very, it's collaborative there are so many different departments in, in putting an animated show together. And a lot of the things that I'm speaking for myself, but, but mm-hmm. even things that the other actors have done, they're just ad-libbed. I, the way I do it is we do four takes for every scene, and then okay. they'll go back and do pickup lines of that same scene. Cause some things that are just need to be tweaked just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, if I am inspired on like take number, take number four, I will just say, say what I want to say. It's related to it. It does it's, it's not a total non sequitur, but it's something that would fit. And I don't know if they use it or not. It's like, right. it showed us an error for another six months.
0: Yeah. Fascinating.
1: I'll throw it out there free of charge. You can have this. And next <laughs> thing you know, you know, eat my shorts ends up being on a billion t-shirts, you know, yes.
0: eat my shorts was an ad lib, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Wow. And it was so early. It was way, way early in yeah. a table. Read when We weren't even in the same building that we're in right now. And It was wow. done at a conference room table and it, I threw it out there and it got, it, it kind of stopped. Every it, Everybody was laughing so much and <laughs> oh I just, that was to me, I'm kind of thrown back in my seat. I had no idea that it's just saying something that just came out very, naturally would create that kind of an effect. But Mm -hmm. again, it's like, um, you know, we just, we're creative and that's what we do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. It's, it's definitely further proof that, that actors and voice actors can contribute using their own imagination to, um, to change or add to a project.
1: Yeah. Usually, you know, at at the audition, um, they're going to want, they're definitely going to want to hear all of your ideas You know, and the casting person will take you through a whole series of, yeah, let's okay, do that again. But can you make, can you make him a little bit or make her a a little bit older? Mm -hmm. And also let's hear what it sounds like. If make her a little bit older and also make her a little bit more um, knowledgeable, let's make her a little bit more uh, geeky. Mm, Okay, Okay, good. And so that it, it will tighten it up and make it, it's helping to get it more specific Mm -hmm. and then the casting director might say okay i like that but go back what you were doing before Mm -hmm. i like that let's go back to the earlier one and you say oh gosh which one was that here let me play it for you they play it back go back to that Mm -hmm. one and this time make her just do the same thing but make her let's make her a little bit younger sounding because your idea of what a 12 year old girl sounds like is probably different what than what their idea right, is. Right. So that's the key is like give a lot of options. Yeah, totally. And ultimately it doesn't matter. I mean if you got the job, you got the job, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So whatever that character is, if they don't buy your originations through working with the casting director, they will help guide you to come up with what's the best that you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fun. It's really fun.
0: Totally. Uh, yeah, it should be. It should be fun, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. If it's stressful and it's not fun, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: That's great advice, too. Gosh, Nancy, thank you so much. Um, I want to let you go, but can I ask you some very quick backstagey questions? Yeah, sure. Do you remember how you got your SAG card?
1: I got my SAG card on a show called Richie Rich. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah i had done here's the thing though i had done a commercial before i did that i did a seven up commercial and i didn't have my sag card but they wanted me so they signed over a god what's it called it's that waiver forget the name of but it's a way to hire somebody that doesn't have a sag card and i forget the name of it yeah i didn't have that so but they could still hire me but i had 30 days to join the union and it was sag Oh, okay so i had 30 days and when i got the next job i would have 30 days to get it i think that's what it was and oh, i ended okay. up getting richie rich and gotcha. i then i had to get my sag card gotcha and i felt like man this is like this is like wow check me out look what i got
0: <laughs> yeah was this all during your you were also studying at ucla at that time no this oh.
1: was let me think, No, yes it was the last it was spring quarter it was the last quarter that i was there oh wow and i had to borrow i had to borrow a guy's volkswagen to drive to Hanna barbera <laughs> I, I kept getting lost it took the 405 then i would go up over um either uh, laurel canyon or one of those canyons over there and i would get yes. onto the i would go the wrong way then turn i got so lost i gave myself two hours <laughs> to get there because I, I had no idea how to get there <laughs> We had to use the Thomas brothers guide maps to do it. It was like, there was no GPS that was, uh, that was challenging.
0: That's great. Hey, it's great advice too to just give yourself lots of time driving around LA to an audition.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, going off of that, do you have a worst audition horror story?
1: Um, I do, I do have one. And this was, this was a, this was an on-camera audition actually.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, this was i went in there was a show called um designing women designing women
0: oh of course okay
1: so i went in for designing women but i was playing a character that was from new york mm-hmm. and so here the casting person was doing it with a southern accent and i'm supposed to be doing like i'm from you know from from brooklyn oh. and i i just went blank I just I couldn't do it in the same room they were all like all of them sounded like they were from the south and it was like that was so easy and I have such a sensitive ear yes. to try to do then you know like I'm from Brooklyn it just I was so <laughs> embarrassed and you know and now it makes a good story
0: sure of course yeah <laughs> a sensitive ear yeah that's that's yeah. actually cool yeah
1: no it's a, I think it's a good thing I yeah. think ultimately it's a good thing but learn a lesson you know i I, i'm not even sure what to say about that again it's like that was kind of an on-camera thing it was all kind of adding up to look let's just we're going to be focusing on this
0: yeah
1: yeah Do, do what you love
0: right i we always ask what is one performance that every actor should see and why i'm wondering if you have like a is there a voiceover performance that every voiceover artist should study
1: oh my gosh Actually, I think there's, I think there are several, Mm -hmm. um, just performances of like just some some iconic characters that actors created, and I don't think it's going to be a surprise when I say Tom Hanks, you know, in Toy Story, yeah, or Eddie Murphy in Shrek, you know, Donkey and Shrek, yes, so funny. (laughs) But there's another there's another animated film that people should watch because. It's not a lot of voices, but there. I think it's kind of actually. There's two of them. Wally is one that's mostly about sounds and music, but there's also one called the Triplets of Belleville, and it's oh my, oh
0: yeah, goodness,
1: beautiful, yes, it's so so beautiful.
0: That's great, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing is uh, fans of The Simpsons is keep keep watching The Simpsons. I was gonna
0: say, of course, yeah. <laughs> Okay, last question. Um, What is one piece of advice you would give your younger self, if you could go back in time?
1: Probably the one thing that I would say is that you are responsible for the condition you're in, no matter whether it's you're doing really, really well, is that you did that, you earned that, you know, all the accolades, your successes. And also, you know, if you're not doing so well, Mm. in other words, it's like it's not right to blame somebody else for who you are and what it is that you're doing because you're the one in charge. So when it comes to doing voiceovers, just ask yourself, what is it that I can do today that will help me be able to do voiceovers a little bit more today than I did yesterday? Mm. And that Mm -hmm. way you can be causative over your career and you can gradiently just start to move yourself up so people yeah. will start to know who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. We all had a beginning. I was a big zero when I started out, <laughs> you know, and it just, you take your baby steps. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep on cultivating yourself and challenging yourself and doing what you love and, you know, putting yourself out there as, as small as you might think it is. Your confidence level will start to build. You'll do more and more and you, you will get a little bit of a following. Mm-hmm. And so when the time is right, you'll be ready. You'll be ready for it.
0: Yeah, that was pure podcast gold. Thank you, Nancy.
1: <laughs> you are so welcome.
0: <laughs> this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. That We really, really got the deep dive into, I mean, how to break into, how to break into voiceover, but just, yeah, how to continue to push yourself as an artist. We really, really appreciate it.
1: Oh Jack, this has been a pleasure. I think you're a total delight. I admire what you do so much.
0: Thank you so you, much, man. You
1: really, you're so skilled at it, and you really pull out these questions. So I, I thank you so much.
0: Thank you. You've just made my you've made my day. You've made my weekend.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, take care, stay healthy, and
0: you too. Catch you later, man.